This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Day off over head gums, hip I'm gonna come over and listen to this podcast. It's called If I Were You, these Jews, they will give you some solutions that will last. Jake gets the golden, it's a foregone conclusion. Born for it 500 times. The chipmunk will complain that I wrote this in the theme song. And for that, the turdy is his to own. Cause it broke up the flow of the podcast show. Wow. Mark Berman. Wow. Can you believe that? Mark Berman. No shit. I knew a guy growing up named Mark Berman, but I bet it wasn't the same guy. Yeah. Because I, I think Mark's like a bouncer now. I don't think he's to sing. <laughs> bouncers never sing. That's the most famous thing about bouncers. Yeah, everybody knows have, that. Like, yeah, no, An artistic they don't. bone in their body. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was really artistic. No, you know funny. what? I think I'm ready you know, to call out all bouncers. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. You, that's, you implied that heavily with your statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nagin Farzad, how the heck are you? How'd you like that theme song? Oh my gosh! You know what? First of all, I love this feature of your podcast, um, and Thank I you. also what I love about that for this particular one is I thought the Phoebe Bridgers was a really out of left field person to parody. You know, because I feel like a lot of the songs that come in are a little bit more just like mm-hmm. very, very main, like mainstream bangers that we all recognize easily. And yep. so to yeah, have yeah. this felt like, I don't know, it had a certain je ne sais quoi. That's um, right. High degree of difficulty. I should also just mention, just to make myself seem really cool, that cool. I've met Phoebe Bridgers. That is um, cool. And uh, she's d- like utterly delightful. Yeah, isn't Phoebe Phoebe's great, right? Yeah, have you ever met her? Because you're calling her by the I, first I've never name. met her, but doesn't it? No, yeah, yeah, it sort of sounds like I did when I say like, "Oh, I love Phoebe." Like, oh, you know, yeah. she's great, right? Yeah, yeah no, totally. Yeah, no, I haven't met her, but she, she seems <laughs> awesome. And to make me sound less cool, I thought Phoebe Bridgers was the Fleabag uh, actor uh, and creator right. up Phoebe until Waller's a few weeks ago. Phoebe Bridge- Waller Bridge. Bridge. Yes, yeah. I thought they were the same person until very, very recently. And I, you know, as as did I. Yeah, as did I. I, I mean, mean probably, you and I probably found out around the same time yes. when she covered the Bo Burnham song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a common mistake. And there was a moment where I thought it myself, but then I thought, that's crazy. Why would everyone be saying their names differently? You know, because they are yeah, different, well, it's like, like a, a different set of it. words, yeah. right? Like, oh, is this like a diminutive version of Phoebe Waller's? Br- you know, yeah, I, yeah Waller yeah. Bridge, which I always have a, a, a hang up about if I'm saying all of her names correctly. But um, yeah, no, I so I think that was that was common for me. But then I solved that in just like a minute by googling it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. no, that's for sure. That's <laughs> smart. That's, that's why you have you. a smart podcast, and we're just sort that's of why dumb, dumbass. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. That's why you guys are dumbasses. I would thank you. I was just going to say that. <laughs> That's good. People love it when the because guests usually are very polite. It's nice that oh, we, we already have the rapport that you can razz us like that. But tread lightly because it's been a pretty brutal morning for me personally. What happened? I ended up stubbing my toe. Oh. A few times, actually, which is... <laughs> what do you mean a few times? Oh, is it on the same area? Like, was it in the same piece of furniture or whatever? <laughs> Several stubs, same toe, same furniture. Once <laughs> during a reenactment it? of my dumbassery. 
the third time wasn't the charm. <laughs> I think I think I'm broken as a man and as a Wait, foot. Yeah. is it a piece of furniture that you do this to a lot and that you keep saying we need to move this or whatever, it's, but then you don't? Every yeah, every furniture is stubbable in my eyes. So there's a coffee mm. table. There's invariably going to be a leg there. Yeah, right. A yeah. bed, a classic one. I mean, it's not. I don't have a box spring on the ground. I have a, a wooden frame, and yeah. that's stubbable mm. as well. Yeah, it's all stubbable, and I take advantage of that. And it hurts. And you know, you try to be like a strong man when it happens, and it's just like sure. But at a certain point, you do have to fall to the ground and say, Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you're sort of laughing to yourself, and it really did freaking kill. <laughs> yeah, was ground? it like a high-pitched squeal? Yeah, it was. Well, I don't really know because I browned out, so I couldn't. <laughs> you I couldn't you writhed on the floor, squealing like a little piggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a that was like a p- pig meets sloth. I feel like that was a good. Yeah, yeah like a high. That's how I walk now too. <laughs> Uh, so, Nagin, you are a host of a HeadGum podcast, if anybody out there doesn't know yet. It's called Fake the Nation. That's right. Uh, what's what's the elevator pitch? What's the quick uh, log line? For I mean, Fake it's me and like a rotating cast of comedians, and we basically we basically kvetch about the news and, and culture every week. Uh, and it'll it's just really fun people. Like, you know, we've had on like Margaret Cho and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Samantha Bee and, wow. you Damn. know. Heavy when, hitters. Uh, we've even had on a former presidential candidate, um, Julian Castro, but uh, he's not oh, a comedian. Shit. But you know what? He can hang with comedians, and that's really? the main. And then we've also had Amir on the show. Yes, so. I was going to say, in terms of heavy hitters, there was Cho, there was me, there was DeGrasse, and there was you. Castro. <laughs> that's, right. that's the Mount Rushmore of Fake the Nation. I wanted to save you for last, because you're the like heaviest of the hitters. Yes, yeah, yeah I'm a headliner. And you're you're running. Right? I was waiting way closer to the election cycle to announce that because, like, yeah. in this like new it's climate, early. this cultural climate, it's sort of here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, so, like, by the yeah, time yeah. if you I announce something it. today, like, yeah. I will be gone and out of the news, irrelevant <laughs> and stupid by Tuesday. Yeah. You got to let Andrew Yang's new book sort of fall off the you know bestseller mm-hmm. list, and then you can start thinking right. about your yes, announcement. Yes, exactly. It's all yeah. it's the hashtag trending economy. Are you familiar <laughs> with Web three point oh, Nikki? No, what is That's that? That's your platform, right? Yeah, it's something I'm trying to sort of popularize slash latch onto uh-huh. uh, with regards to is it like is it like the, meta the metaverse? It, oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. A lot yeah. of it is metaverse related, adjacent, augmented reality meets virtual reality. You um, stubbed your toe wearing the Oculus, and I wouldn't <laughs> hanging out in the yes, metaverse, right? And that pain wouldn't exist in the metaverse. That's the beautiful part. Everybody's completely really there, yeah. legless, like that character from uh, what is it? Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Legless. Oh wait, <laughs> legless. Yeah, legless. I was thinking of Theon, who's like penisless. Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah, right. Theon or Greyjoy? Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. that's correct. Yeah. He's a eunuch. He was castrated. I believe by, he was castrated. Um, yes, he was castrated by what's his what's his face, Ramsay. Or maybe just the that's tip. Right. I don't know where what's what's if it was a circumcision whole hog because he mailed it. No, he mailed it to his well or mailed it. There wasn't really mail in Game of Thrones. It was he email. He ravened yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It was ravened to Theon's sister. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No spoilers. A... No spoilers. <laughs> I am only on episode two of The Sopranos. Uh, so I'm working my way through HBO's catalog. Uh, Liturgy, as they say. Yeah, um, you're in okay. store for some really great torture. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's um, really fun. Actually, the only show I ever watch is Succession, so I, I can't actually talk um, with any knowledge about any other television. Did you program. watch last night's episode? I did. Thank you for asking. Nikki, do you watch What's that up? show? I mean, absolutely. And I cannot stop thinking about... The number of shirts and jackets that were worn by one Adrian Brody on last night's episode. Uh, he looked like he was putting on new new layers between each. I mean, I was like, did it? Go- yeah, did the number of shirts grow? He just no, no. added a scarf. What is happening? It was. They and just he was kept always appearing. 
Yeah, it was always so funny. It was like, it's just a little bit further ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna run ahead. It's like, all right, you already said that. Like, are you running yeah. ahead or are you lost, dude? Like you keep saying yeah. they're right here, it's gonna happen. Like, are they there or not? <laughs> it was so and it's it's so embarrassing when you're on your like Hamptons property and like you get lost in your yeah, own beach it's maze. Tough. It's yeah. so embarrassing. And like we've all been there. So I like totally, you know, he was sort of trying to hide under his many performance fleece. Yes. Um what about his uh the the crab lunch that he had airlifted in and they didn't touch? They like they served <laughs> yeah. him and they're like, "All right, well, let's go." And then, and then they all like, got lost. Uh, okay. So my you, favorite you my don't favorite want the part was I liked when uh when Kendall showed, you know like when you go to any of your friends' new houses or like their even apartment or whatever, you like you see it and you're like, oh, this place is so nice. Kendall was at this insane, insane mansion <laughs> and he just goes, yeah, nice place. It's like, <laughs> so unaffected cool. by like, yeah, guys, private island. Yeah. I loved it. Somebody found that house on Zillow and posted it on Twitter. It was recently put on the market for $49 million, but eventually didn't sell. So the owner kept it. Is it, is it mm-hmm. in the Hamptons? Yeah, it's somewhere in Long Island. Okay, and and it did not sell. Interesting. It's tough because this the current COVID economy, like forty nine million, is a lot for some people. And I'm I gonna take a look. I'm gonna take a look at it. I yes, didn't realize I'll send you the list. Yeah, please send me the listing. Yeah. <laughs> you could lowball them. I do. I do have a headgum podcast. So that's right. <laughs> so, we're all getting a Hamptons. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you only have to put like what twelve million down on something. Like but that. I, can it's I just like... say something about all? Like the weird thing about that level of wealth is that they want to just be on a private island in a house on many acres that's so private and then they want to be on private jets. It's just like being sequestered away from people. And I just kind of think my hot take on wealth at that level is that it sounds boring and like very lonely, you know? I don't want to be mm, alone yeah. all the time. Like that yeah. just so- it just sounds shitty. Well, can you also be rich in Manhattan? Yeah, that'd be better. It, to be alone and surrounded by people that kind of work from, for you, too. Like, how many people did it take to steam all those clams? <laughs> You're just, like, surrounded by not your friends. They didn't even touch them. They did right. not touch the clams. Right. Like, who's mm-hmm. going to tell you to your face that you're, you know, a dumbass if you're not, yeah. you know. Nobody. Exactly. And, okay, Very one depressing. last thing, because I, this isn't a succession pod, but my favorite but part of last night's episode. I think transformations. Um, yeah, we could pivot entirely, yeah. and that would be fine by me. Um, when, uh, like, they didn't have to write this in at all, but just the fact that Kendall's kids called the FaceTime him to see the rabbit. Like, it was just <laughs> happening in the background of a scene that had nothing to do with it. It was just like, show him the bunny. <laughs> just like, bunny cam, see bunny in the background. cam. Yeah, like yeah. an assistant holding a fucking iPad to a rabbit. And it's and it's well, crazy. Guess... She's wearing like a power suit, and she's wearing heels, you know. And she's crouching down to this bunny, and she's like putting on that face you put on with kids, where you're like smiling yeah. really, really hard, and like trying to make it all look exciting. I was just like, oh god. What's Kendall's assistant, the rabbit assistant, getting paid? Probably she good money, right? In bank. Yeah, she makes as much as Greg. Greg, <laughs> oh, yeah, Greg had an all-time. Sure. Greg had an all-time episode. Sometimes I feel like Greg is like only there to be funny, and it's like trying too hard. But I feel like this was this was very good, funny Greg. Yeah, the scene with him and <laughs> Logan. <was> so <laughs> He's so out of his element. Oh and my then god! Later with Tom when he wanted to <laughs> wrestle, and, and just him. the like intensity with like the surety of ordering a rum and coke at like nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> That was really like bold. And then also like Logan screaming to his assistant, like, get Greg a can of Coca-Cola. It was just like, I have never, Coca-Cola sort of like leapt out of the screen and punched me in the face. It was the whole thing felt that intense. Wow, so good. So good. Um, highly recommend it. Jake and I were kind of probably the earliest watchers of it, so I feel like kind of responsible oh, for its I, success, I, its I growth. I mean, and a lot of the watching themes. At the end of season one. Yeah, I watched it in in real time at the the premiere of episode one, season one. Wow. I had a adopter. sixth sense about this show. And I. You did. You were also, right. Also, uh, you know, I am. Uh, I, I, I've seen. Kieran Culkin was one of the playground dads, like with my kid. He's, uh, you know, <gasps> the, the brilliant Roman on that show. Whoa. And all I can say Whoa. about him being a playground dad is that he's quite delightful 
That's yeah. awesome. No shit. That's great to hear. Yeah. I wish I could say something gossipy. Yeah. Great. But I cannot. I know. No. He just has, he Kieran's, awesome. Kieran's he has like great. a wonderful, yeah, he has a lovely wife Sorry, do you and know a Jake, child. Do you know him? You keep I saying their Kieran. first names. Yeah, no, I haven't met Kieran, but I'm, I'm saying he's great. It's, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just want to make sure that we go through the list of celebrities that I've met in this podcast. Mm. So, like, I, we've crossed off two um, already. So, if we could just keep going. That's really great. cool. Plus, yeah. Plus, he said I was on the show, too. So <laughs> oh, that that's right. That's right. Kind of yes, counts yes. as well. Celebrity-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it over Zoom? <clears throat> anyway, um, this is If I Were You, an advice podcast after all. Um these are people not unlike Kendall in really sticky situations, high stakes yeah. at that, high stakes for them at least. Um, and we do our best to advise them out of them. Uh, Nagin, we need a fake name because this is a 25-year-old gal from Boston, and we don't want to out her with her true identity. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tilda Middington. That's really good. Tilda <laughs> Middington yeah. is a 25-year-old gal from Boston who has three roommates, okay? We're talking about right. that. Three roommates, all 25 to 26. And one of the roommates and I recently got into a disagreement about breakfast smoothies. Mm. That's right. I have to wake up at 6 a.m. for work and casually mention to her how I really wanted a smoothie for breakfast one morning but couldn't use the other roommate's bedroom um, because it's off, or I couldn't make it because one of our roommates' bedroom is off the kitchen and I didn't want to wake her up. My roommate scoffed and said, the kitchen is a community space and I'd have every right to make a smoothie in the morning without our third roommate getting mad because that's, quote, part of living with roommates. I disagreed and view it as part of living with roommates is not being able to make a smoothie in the morning. For context, our third roommate works until 11 p.m. and usually isn't home until after midnight, so she wakes up much later than 6. Am I right for thinking it's common sense to not wake up other people in the apartment? Or is she right in thinking that living with roommates means you get to have occasionally woken up earlier than you want? Thank you. Love, Tilda. Ooh, that hashtag roommate life. Um, when was the last time you lived with two to three roommates, Nagin? Did you ever live yeah, with two to three So roommates? I lived, uh, I've never lived alone. I have, li- I lived with okay. roommates, roommates, roommates until. You would love it. You I, would love it. <laughs> I, I was so, I loved having roommates and I, I then met, you know, my now husband and we moved in and then, so I've literally never lived alone. Interesting. Uh, but I, I. Yeah, I enjoy living with, you know, and I, I enjoyed like roommate life. I thought it was fun. Um, and I think there's like two things going on with roommate life. One is you you have to be conscious of people and the like noise and all of that stuff. So I think it's really thoughtful that that, that, that roommate it didn't make a smoothie because it was too early in the morning. I think that's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Though also from the point of view of the roommate who was sleeping in the adjacent room, yeah, I think you also have to be cool with sometimes your roommates are going to make noise at six o'clock in the morning and you kind of have to be cool with it. So both things are true. Like be thoughtful yeah. when you can, mm-hmm. but also be cool about stuff that's annoying when you can. And then you become a successful roommate as I was for many years. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm anointing myself <laughs> a successful roommate. You'd have to ask my roommates if that's true. But Best you know, Ever. I was really just the the most wonderful roommate. Uh, Are you like very like let's keep everything organized, let's have a cleaning calendar, that kind of roommate? Are you like let's just do whatever we want and we'll figure it out, sort of carefree? Style? I mean, I was just like let's all be reasonable, like you know, like let's just keep the kitchen and living room like pretty decent yeah. looking, and let's just that only be works reasonable. when everybody is reasonable, though. I guess you had reasonable roommates i did i did i think you have to um that the selection process i feel like is also a big deal you know because that you sense that you're i once the one time i i misfired on the selection i had this canadian roommate who, oh my god! Uh, first of all, red flag Disgusting. numero uno. Literally a red flag. And <laughs> that's the kind of stuff Maple I bring to fake red the press. Flag. Actually, yeah, that's, um, that's really good. Jake would never think of that because he's like, he's not. <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about you, like you're not here. But yeah. You're not well, smart in like that or any way. Like no, you're, just, you're interrupting. When I said, story. do you go at that in a means, pun? Though? In a pun way. No, to, like, please. It's insult. Literally a red <laughs> flag. Like, Jake, Nikki, try not to like explain it to him. Like, do you get what that means? Does I'm it, serious. Did you, like, did you explain get it, Jake? It. Do you get it? Because I know Nikki got it. I resent being asked. Yeah, uh, yes, of course I get it. <laughs> okay. Of course, I said it was good. 
I said it was good, and that actually immediately went to your head. And then you (laughs) made Nagin stop telling her story. Because, yeah. It, Use this it, one nice moment to try to. It takes to, one to, level to to of intellect to get that me. joke, and like to make it is just like off the charts awesome. It I don't was, know if it was Nagin or me that made it. It was but. a quick joke, but the amount of attention you're giving it, right? Is actually, it sort of undermines how funny lowering. it was in the moment. Totally. Yeah. I do want and to point I, out I should, the, yeah. that you can reuse that joke in the future if someone said the oh. same thing but was talking about Japan. Mm-hmm. That's good. So then you can go ahead China. and yeah, yeah, China. There you go. Yeah. There's this this joke. Just I'm saying, keep it in your pocket because it will come up again for you. Denmark is another one, Jake. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but there's this country. I mean, the U.S. We have red on our flag. Canada is uh, no. red and white. No. So it's not like I mean, I think he. Red. I think uh, that we're, no, we're talking about no, dominant you colors. About you really can't. You really. You cannot. really cannot. <laughs> you really cannot. It's That's absurd. Actually, okay. I'm embarrassed. That's fine. I'll cut that. Uh, Actually, I'll leave it in. I will leave it in because people (laughs) need to hear that. The joke wasn't that good. It wasn't. It wasn't that good. Actually, let me raise a white flag and surrender, aka the flag of I don't know, um, fucking Iceland, Kuwait, or some shit. I really don't know flags that well. Now, like you have me backpedaling on my own smart joke. He's you so, were presenting. Like, you were like. Bad. You were like listing countries that have red flags, and now suddenly you don't know flags that well. I yeah, only. I'm blanking. pulling up the freaking wiki page for it, and I can't really find one. Um, that's mostly white, unfortunately. Okay, you've derailed the show. Yeah, <laughs> Canadian roommate. <laughs> This is this is story. a pivot uh, that this podcast is now about flags, and I I've been waiting for you guys to make this announcement. Thank you. Um, so so she's a Canadian, and uh, yes. she's a she was a dancer, you know, moving to the big city to follow her dreams of dancing, and um and she was just like weirdly into violent dudes like not not anyone that was like just like she'd be like yeah i met this guy robert we're gonna we're dating now and he owns a gun you know like she would always come home with stories that i was like that's uncomfortable you know what i mean and like i was out with this guy steve and this other guy said something about how my dress looked nice and steve punched that guy in the face it was awesome and i was like you are very into the violence of these gentlemen. Um, she sounds like an American to me in disguise. I mean, right? And I was, I it, it, it she once then brought home a dude and his gun. Like they both came home, and uh, and I was like, listen, I just I didn't know that I had to clarify this would be a gun free apartment. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you just want to make sure. Yeah, I assumed Mm -hmm. it, and that was my bad, right? And so then. Yeah, that's a baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to say that, kind of put it out there on uh, on the post. Um, So, would you be the kind of roommate that did the smoothie at 6 a.m., or would you be the kind of roommate that didn't get offended when other people made a smoothie, or how would you react to Smoothie Gate? I'm, I'm, first of all, not that bothered by noises like that. So, I think Mm. I would be unbothered i think i would maybe occasionally make the smoothie and then and then occasionally not so i wouldn't make it something that they had to dread that was going to happen every morning but they would have to live in fear of days that it might happen yeah smoothies are so (laughs) loud especially in an empty like quiet house like we we really should have been we should have silent blenders by now, I would think. They're... Oh yeah, we have silent mm. toilet flushes. You can yeah. get you can get one of those like Starbucks things where they you know they have like a big plastic cover that goes over the blender. Yeah, a blender silencer of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really want yeah. the smoothie maker, the blender itself, things. to be quiet. Well, so, all right, wait. So here's my I th- I think Nagin's right. Both both things are correct here. Um, you you're you're right that you it's your job not to like wake up your roommates but two i don't think that making a smoothie is that disruptive like it's only a couple it's less than a minute yeah, it's like that's true it's not like you're gonna wake up and start like gaming or listening to music or whatever I, th- I think like sustained noise is disrespectful but if you wake up and need to make yourself breakfast like what are you you're not gonna grind coffee beans you're where does gonna... it stop people i can't <laughs> yeah, fry an egg either <laughs> Um, the but also, sizzling I, of a bacon is also too loud. Enough is enough. During the, during the pandemic, when uh, Jill was on like work zooms in the kitchen, and I wanted to make a smoothie for lunch, I would just take the blender into the bathroom. 
I took it out on the porch one time. You know, that's portable. You can plug that in anywhere there's an outlet. You can make a smoothie in your room. You put everything you need to in the under a pillow. Jake, this is a really excellent point. Like, let's break free of the hegemony of the kitchen, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Break free. I like that. I like that. Thinking that's thinking outside the box. That's like a real roommate solution. Mm. Which yeah. is short for solution. <laughs> so make the smoothie, um, but potentially bring it into your room. I mean, or you can almost like coarsely chop this stuff yourself. Like if you want to be really quiet, you can hand smooth it. <laughs> <laughs> also, an- here, another solution <laughs> is um, <laughs> if you've if you've ever lived with voiceover artists, they have they bu- buy those like foam booths. You know, oh, so yeah. they can soundproof. do their, their soundproof voiceover. So or a you podcaster. Can take or a podcaster. I mean, although I think we're a little more, you know, fuck you to like sound, you know, all the sound impurities. Yeah, um, we don't have to be yeah. as pure as a VO artist. Yeah, course. I'm not doing, you know, a Frito-Lay voiceover commercial oh, like God, from no. and at, at this setup. I would um, love to. Don't get me wrong. And if anybody's <laughs> listening, I, I want to get into that world because I do think I have a pretty interesting voice with regards to branded content chip. and making Fritos. deals. I only mentioned Fritos <laughs> because I have done a Frito Lay's voiceover. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Yeah. A couple Holy years shit. ago, I was the voice of, of uh, several potato chip flavors. Um, but uh, Did you meet the Pringles guy? <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about that fucking guy. <laughs> wow. Did you date Captain Crunch? <laughs> <laughs> we we don't do snack crossover like that. We don't. That's we true. we keep it. We keep it within you know it's the genre. It's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of gross. It's like it's like kissing your cousin or something. It's just not right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, sweet. Let's take a let's take a break. Uh, come back and answer some more questions on the other side of these messages. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Hey, Nagin, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the fight. Mom, I'm coming. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Foul. Dude. Unnecessary. Yeah, and uncouth. yeah. Yeah. But. Do you have any unsolicited advice? <laughs> um. So okay, I um, I 
I actually I have three unsolicited advices. Um, wow. If they're Whoa. if if you know so if if one of them you feel like is just like garbage and not very good, then I could do the next one. Old gong um, it, sort of lightning round style. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, so here we go. So the, my first one is that I think that I, so I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I'm around a lot of parents who who do not let their kids um, watch TV, like, at all. And no screens. No screen. I mean, so no screens. I, I, I sort of view t- TV differently from cell phones, like, Putting on a cartoon, I find, is like... I was essentially raised by a television. I watched TV all the time as a child. Uh, wow. And um, and then there were two parents involved as well, but mostly television. And right. I uh, I found that I do... So I, I sort of have been just ashamed that I actually do let my kid watch some TV. And I kind of keep it quiet. But I also just realized recently that she knows, like basically the whole alphabet and all of her shapes and all this and all that. I mean, she's in school as well, too. But honestly, it, she's only started school in September. She's known a lot of this stuff, I think, from educational TV. So I, my big piece of advice for all the people who are like, no screens, I think you should just let your kids watch some TV. Mm. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I think we went too far because... I mean, I'm also like down for the general idea of not watching TV, but then when I have to like babysit a four-year-old for like an hour and a half, and the only thing that gets them to stop being crazy is a screen, I understand the uh, inclination to just say, fuck it, here's Sesame Street. This is much better than me doing another puzzle with you. Enough is enough. And like, I was watching Frozen with like some of Jill's cousins, and it's awesome, you know? Like, I could fuck around with watching TV. That seems... As long as like I I like it too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm a, I'm like I don't like Daniel Tiger like as a form of entertainment like I'd rather watch Succession, but um it's it, like <laughs> Daniel Tiger literally talks about going to the potty which we're like in a big poop in the potty phase right mm. now. And yeah, he's that's where you have to do it. He's truly I mean I've been trying to like really tell her that. Um mm-hmm. and uh he Daniel Tiger's been telling her that too and it's like That's starting good. to get get you know and she'll literally be like you know poop in the potty like Daniel Tiger. Um but also she <laughs> she speaks three languages and uh it's a great way of like keeping up three languages is like just TV. Wow. So if you have like bilingual kids or trilingual kids or whatever um it, I also highly recommend it because it makes other languages sound just more fun to them. That's cool. Damn. I always that find it fascinating cool. that, like, if I had a child and I moved to, like, Denmark, that kid would be Danish. Like, the country's strength would override me. He would know Dan- yeah. uh, Danish more than English. And I would be, like, the weird person in his life that speaks English and barely yeah. understands Danish. Like, just by merely moving to this country, he will yeah. become a Danish man. <laughs> a Dane. Yeah. It seems like he would stay what I am, an American, but that's not how it works. No. Oh, he would be ashamed of you. Yes, I would be an embarrassing, an American man. All because I moved to fucking Denmark for him. He'd have no respect for you in the end. Yes, whether I moved to Denmark or not. And then he would probably like divorce you as a father, and then yes. you, yeah. and he'd your, be right your, your too. Relationship would crumble entirely. Basically, when you have a child, he would be emancipated for sure. When you have a child, you can choose its nationality. I can move anywhere in the world, and that child will be that thing. What power of a country? I mean, yeah, that's all. I mean, that yeah. Makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all countries. right. That was a good one. You're just one loser that stubs your toe all the time. <laughs> that was a joke. I stubbed it twice. <laughs> Second time it barely hurt. On the same hurt, object, sort of on the numb. same object. Yeah, it was a goof. It was funny. <laughs> uh, okay, what's uh, unsolicited too? Okay, unsolicited uh, Watch more TV is a good one. Okay. Uh, what else we got? It's a, specifically, kids should watch more TV. Yep. Just to be whatever. Okay, yeah, I'm sure a child. We, we got the right takeaway. Um, mm. The other one is I have like been on a big supplements bandwagon of like Ooh. take all these supplements and like to like feel better and be energized and like never age and all that stuff. And then recently, I just stopped taking all the supplements. <laughs> And, and that was fine. And it was fine. And so maybe, so it's possible that one of my pieces of unsolicited advice is like, you know, just stop taking supplements and see what happens. Because I think, are you guys on a supplements bandwagon? I feel like everyone I know is on a supplements bandwagon right now. 
No, I don't. I don't take any supplements. I wait. Actually, I did. I over the summer I was using creatine to go to the gym. Oh, okay. Were you, <laughs> were you mass gains? Yeah. Were you great. ripped? Were you jacked? I, I I put some bulk on. It really and it gave you more. It gives you more energy to work out. It felt good. Did it? I liked did it, it stay after That's you weird. stopped taking okay. it? Yeah, it did. Wow. So you just have to take it, and then it just. Continue. I thought the whole fear is that you you have to keep taking it, otherwise it goes you, away. Yeah, I think you kind of do. You like cycle on six weeks on, six weeks off. Yeah, and yeah, it's not that hard. It's easy. Okay. Oh, yeah. have you been and doing the multiple kind of cycles? Yeah, this is. I was just on my third cycle. Just wow. finished one. All right, there you have it. So yeah, supplement. Supplement. Well, Nagin's is uh, to not so just stop. So. Don't supplement. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's you're better. stressed out, unless it's creatine, it's hard to say what's useful and what's not. If, if if you're stressed out that you have to remember to take supplements every day and you think these supplements are like making a big difference and you're like, oh, my supplements, I forgot my supplements, I got to try, you know, I was like in that space. Uh, yeah. My mm-hmm. my uh, piece of advice is just stop all of it. What about vitamins? <laughs> are vitamins supplements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so you're just telling me I shouldn't them. be taking vitamin D, the most important one? Um, well, I, I guess uh, Dr. Joe Rogan has also talked a lot about vitamin D being the most important. Yeah, one. No, I don't but know my, what to believe. But, but my actual doctor has also sung the benefits of vitamin D. So I'm going to go ahead and say, as your uh, personal podcast out. doctor, yes. you can carve that one out and keep it going. Okay. My doctor told me that vitamin D didn't matter. Interesting. My doctor was like, everyone's everyone has low vitamin D because no one goes outside anymore. Right. It's kind of fine. But then shouldn't you then take it as a supplement? Take it as that's a vitamin? Know. But also go outside. Yeah. yeah, that's that was that's what I did instead. Yeah. Spent more time my, outside. Um, right. My brother, who is a doctor, has, has said that he thinks, um, yeah, that um, that we, we're all, we all suffer from vitamin D deficiency and that Americans have gone overboard with, like, not being in the sun. Like, they should just be in the sun a little bit. Mm, but then it's not good for your skin. I mean, right. so a, like a, in a, in small doses is just fine. It's like fine. That's good. Yeah. Then what about the whole putting your uh, genitalia in the sun? Have you heard about that little phenomenon? You're supposed what? to put your what? ass. Yeah, what? point your ass to the sun for some maximum vitamin D exposure. Are you serious? <laughs> I find it immature. I find it unnecessary. And to do that <laughs> in public. It enters through the anus and it enters through the scrotum and the labia. Wait, yeah, vitamin D. Sure. This is... A joke, Through right? Your ass. No, I think that's true. <laughs> Vitamin D absorption. Um, I did not realize there was more um, absorption <laughs> through the acular absorption. Perennium sunning. And a mere 30 <laughs> seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you'll receive whatever extra vitamin d than you would otherwise drink it up oh my that's god that's, yeah um, i guess because there's lots of grooves and wrinkles and it's a and it's an it's, area that doesn't get sun ever, ever. you can actually yeah, yeah. i'm not that's gonna say it point. doesn't ring true that, it that's seems, a good point yeah it seems like a good funnel for the sun yes a the- sun funnel <laughs> you can butt chug vitamin d from the fucking <laughs> apollo how cool is butt chug sunny d <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's hear the third one i mean so far i feel like you're two for two watch fucking yeah. tv and get rid of your vitamins okay, what else yeah <laughs> fries are good for you this is i, I feel <laughs> like i feel like writers are terrible um okay and then the, my last one is so i had to, i was just being interviewed um like produ- like by by production for this like show that that is uh, that we're doing and they were trying to figure out some stuff from my background and they were asking me like if I have any weird habits or like any weird stories from my life or whatever, and I felt inadequate, like I have, like I've led an uninteresting life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then after I got off the phone, I was like, no, I've totally led an interesting life. Like, and I started remembering a couple things, and I and I wrote them down. And then I was like, oh, I from now on, I should sit down and write every interesting thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> That's and cool. <laughs> from now on, whenever something interesting happens, I should write it down because I don't want to seem like I've led, led an uninteresting life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I understand what kind of roommate you are. Uh, you've said more than enough. Write down the interesting things that happened to you so that you remember them and feel like you've led a more interesting life. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> 
That's nice. No, I, like I mean it. because also like you know you forget these little things and there's no you know and your 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 brain gets so overloaded with inputs from just life being like an annoying drag and like taking the kids to school and all that junk you know that you yeah. forget that like you know uh, one time you were you know the, you were butt chugging the sun one time on the Inca Trail <laughs> on your way to Chile you know what I mean you forget yeah. stuff like that and so you want to like just notate those things um, so that you could look back it's I, I mean essentially I'm talking about journaling I suppose but it's more yeah, specific yeah. than journaling it's like re- specifically remember you know making sure that you remember to celebrate your interestingness uh, yeah I <laughs> Some conversation came up at a party about a couple like writing down a a list of like everybody they've, you know, either slept with or kissed or whatever. And it's like Uh just coming up like, oh, wow, I forgot about that one random night, like creates funny stories that your your other doesn't necessarily know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm a stand-up comic, and I see comedians, you know, are using stuff from their lives, and then they'll say something about a, a memory, and it'll, I'll, I'll remember that I have a, you know, I have some memor- memory in the genre of teenagehood or whatever it is, and, you know, and it's all, like, about just being able to pull something from your own life, it, You it, and it's crazy how little... It's in your active memory. Your own life is not in your active memory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, your child is two and a half. Like, even in five more years, like, they'll be almost eight. And, like, how many memories do you have before the age of eight? Like, this seems like such a huge part of your life as an adult is raising this child from zero right. to eight. And, like, right. they will remember four things from that entire era. <laughs> and my parents did such a terrible job of remembering anything of my childhood uh, I've asked them so many questions. When did I learn how to read? Like, when, what was school like? Did I go to, you know, 3K and 4K? Like, none of, they don't remember none of it. And so part of it is, I feel terrible. Like, I, I don't want my kid to grow up and have all these questions about her childhood and then me also not have any knowledge of her childhood. Yeah. So, I mean, iPhones help. Like, oh, where were you on that day? Oh, let me look at the phones and videos now that I can have this record in the cloud of what happened your parents never had like a baby book my parents had baby books for all of us like i can i can go through my my baby book and i see little photos and like and read stories about me and my first words and stuff yeah immigrants don't do baby books i see that's just a rule your parents are immigrants as well they didn't there's no amir blumenfeld baby book there's uh there's old photo albums i don't know if there's a dedicated one to just me Oh yeah, no, no. Baby book is different. It's like a, it's like a diary for for the baby. <laughs> baby needs a book, and, and when adult Jake gets sad, he Careful. likes to see the baby book because he's a baby Careful. sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's really funny. It sounds. That's that's rich. That's really something else. What's the earliest video of you? Like, right now, there's videos of babies instantly, high-def, cinema mode, amazing, high-quality videos of babies. But, like, the first video of me is what? As a five-year-old on a VHS tape that may be lost forever? Oh, it's so depressing. I don't even know. Because my parents, again, my parents were not at all about documenting any any part of my childhood. So I feel like the first video of me was me in middle school because I begged my parents to get a video camera. Uh, so that I can make little videos. So yeah. I think that's the first Digital? video of me. Yeah. Was or, it? no, you know what? I think it had not a VH. It had like a little baby tape. Yeah, mini DVD. I don't know what those were. That's what it was. Mini, yeah, yeah, mini mm-hmm. DVs, yeah. Classic. Uh, okay, so just to recap, um, kids <laughs> should watch TV, stop taking your vitamins, and <laughs> write down interesting <laughs> shit, or you'll forget it and be sad today. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thus, I mean, three for three as far as I'm concerned. I feel okay, like you knocked all three out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. In the retelling, I feel slightly ridiculous. Although, but when I was thinking of them, I felt like they seemed, they sounded so great. Yes. No, that's correct. Yeah. When you say them all back to back, like when I dispense all my wisdom in a list, it's not going to sound very good. Right, but I'm sure right. when I come up with it, I'm going to feel like a gosh darn genius about it. Uh Okay, let's take one more break, and then we'll answer more questions. I promise. I promise. 
Yeah. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement good. movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, we're back. Uh, one last question from a 23-year-old PhD school student at West Virginia University. Okay. So, uh, Nagin, do you have a fake name to refer to this man as? A PhD student at West Virginia University? That's right. Oh, right. Um, so, so, um, uh, Kylie Minerhouse. <laughs> good. Kylie Minerhouse. Yeah. Right. From a minor house. I'm a 23-year-old <laughs> guy attending a PhD school at West Virginia, and I adopted a cat about a week ago. She had a seizure the first day I adopted her, and she needs medication every 12 hours for four weeks. And that's not even the sad part. My girlfriend's uncle has stage four bone and brain cancer, and she's going to visit him next week. She wants me to go to northern Michigan with her and her mom for nine days because she doesn't want to be alone. Frankly, I can't miss a week of school and research when my boss has already voiced concern about me being out too much to visit my girlfriend because she was gone for a week for her birthday in October already. And on top of that, I'm new here and I don't know anyone who can cat sit, which now entails a medicine and a constant check-in to make sure she isn't having a seizure. By the way, I can't bring the cat because her mom is allergic as fuck. So am I a bad person for wanting to stay and take care of my cat? Should I be more considerate and do anything possible for her? She said to me, if your family member was dying, I'd drop anything and be there for you. But it's not quite that simple. Your wisdom would be greatly appreciated. And I promise to do a follow-up pup. Thank you, Kylie. Kyler. Kylie. Wait, Kylie Minerhouse. Kylie Minerhouse. By the yes. way, I, I I believe that Kylie is a gender neutral name, but I also didn't okay. know this. This was a man. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a man now. But uh, so wait, what year? You said what year they were in the PhD program? He's a twenty three year old. In a PhD program. That's right. So oh, pretty okay, early gotcha. on into the PhD. Pretty, program. pretty early in the PhD, unless they're like a Doogie Howser type, in which case, yes. they're really well into it. Yeah. Right. That's how um, years into it. Yeah. 
I don't what I mean uh, so this is a tough one because I see how logistically difficult it is. Yeah. Um, significant other funeral is always a very difficult situation because it's like do you go and then it's like if the significant other is going then it's like does it extend out to here like how close were they how obligated are you close to them there's lots of like variables to determine whether you should be attending that significant other's family's funeral there's no fucking no there's not yeah there is no there's not if it's a distant cousin like in israel i might not even go and if i go do i expect my girlfriend to go there's a travel logistics of it involved i think that and this person's not even dead it's not even a funeral he's sick this is fucked (laughs) wait (laughs) what's your position jake i'm confused i think you have to go this is a uncle uncle has uncle 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 thing that's uncle uncle i think if the (laughs) if if the person you love says i need you to come because i would be there for you if someone was dying Mm. that's all you need to hear it's not about the uncle the uncle self it's about your relationship to your girlfriend now you don't you don't come back from this you don't if you stay to care for your (laughs) your cat while your girlfriend goes to watch her uncle die i think you're i think it's over now hold on. Also, is it a funeral or it's an extended period of time where that is unclear? Where I think it's like he's on death's door and they're going to be with him for nine days. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, the uncle's sister, this girlfriend's mom, is going, and yeah. then the girlfriend's mom wants the girlfriend to come, and then the girlfriend wants the boyfriend to come. I think it's enough degrees away removed that he doesn't need to go. I kind of agree with you. I I also is that think random? when you're in when you <laughs> when that you're freaking in, weird. Are we heartless people? I yes. because I think also when you're in that situation, you don't want a rando in the mix, and the boyfriend is a rando essentially. You're you know what I mean? He's I think not, he can do two days. He can do a weekend. He doesn't need to be there for all night. He can do two days. Give her two. It's two days. That's that means you were there. You did the hard part. You traveled with her. You're leaving a little early. <laughs> also, I don't know. I mean, a bunch of. I mean, look, people have died in my. And not to be like shaming her for whatever her emotional needs are, but like people have died in my life, and I have not needed that much from my boyfriend at the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I haven't. Come with also, me. Also, I haven't guilted. Have. Yeah. I haven't guilted him by saying. Like if it was your family, I would be. Then it's then I feel like maybe you guys aren't even on the same page about your how uh, your emotional needs play out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's it's it comes down to doing what your the person you love needs. So whether or not you need to be there for the uncle or the uncle wants you there, if the girlfriend says I want you to come, I think you have to you have to go because it's life and death. Three days. Then I really have to stop okay, negotiating okay. Yeah, here. I yeah, mean, you yeah, have yeah, me yeah, bent yeah. over a barrel, all right? And, I'll give and, you and three. three days is very generous. I feel like that's at this point, it's a take it or leave day. it offer, Jake. No, I mean, I'm yeah. as, and that's really best and final. I will, I'm not <laughs> negotiating any time, but you have to go. You do have to go. And I think you kind of have to cede the um, opinions to the people that are suffering the most. Because you just have a cat, and everybody else is like, you know dying yeah. <laughs> not everybody just the <laughs> uncle <laughs> let's not spread this illness <laughs> actually it's a very sweet little kitty that has seizures so you want to make sure that yeah. well, i care about the cat too but i think you could find somebody there's enough people in the world that care about the cat that you could uh the uh you could figure something out the subject line is am i in cat siderate does that change your opinion jake I think if anything, the girl, the girlfriend is in cat siderate. Thank you. Because this guy is, is <laughs> probably just, he just really wanted cat to use siderate. the pun. <laughs> yes, it's not he's really too, a cat. Yeah. Well, he's too cat siderate. He's thinking mostly <laughs> about the cat. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's my final best and final three days. Three I'm days. with you. But then I really got to get back. Was there a time specified? It's was nine the, days. Nine days. She's lot. going. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two weekends. And then you're the, the Monday you're in a Friday PhD program. Mm. There's all these like demands on your time. You've got this sick cat. Nine days is a lot. 
Yes. Mm. I would, if, I would sort of be like, I would love it if you could come for a little. Like if I was the girlfriend, I would have been like, oh, I would, I would love it if you can make it for some amount of time, you know? Yeah. Like I understand yeah. nine days is a lot, whatever. I'm not going for a full Hanukkah. I mean, it's northern <laughs> Michigan we're talking about here. <laughs> you have to be with your mom. What, am I just going to be twiddling my thumbs in the fucking hospital waiting room? So Jesus should we, like, Postmates man. something? or I also just, Like, how does I, that go I down? honestly think families don't love having a person there that nobody knows because they want to say a bunch of, like, personal intimate things in these final mm. days and, like having that extra person that they don't know, even though it's it's great for the girlfriend to have someone to, that she can cry on their shoulder, I think it's not great for the overall family setup. Yeah, no, this you're on support duty. You're like, hug the girlfriend when she comes back from the hospital. You're drop-off coffee in the morning. You are like the person that right. is allowed you're, to miss sure. some of like those. Yeah. You're so a you're, gopher, you're just, yeah. Yes, you're the, you're a gopher, which I understand is you know nine days of being a gopher is a lot. So you say I'm going to come, you know, on the weekends, both yeah. weekends, maybe. And it so. also depends on how close you two are. Like, there's a different level of girlfriends. Like, They've been start dating, dating for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost the amount of time he's had the cat. <laughs> Wait, did he specify how Thrinder. long they've been together? No, they did not. No. That close makes enough a huge for difference. this to be an issue. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let us know. Um, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Let us know how she handles the whole three day thing. I have a feeling she won't be as lenient as me, a third party mm-hmm. who's just telling you what to do. But um, <laughs> we look forward to hearing what's up. And Nagin will keep you posted as well. Please keep me posted because I'm also a tiny bit worried that I'm a heartless monster. It's, po- it's yeah, possible I honestly that I'm a heartless monster. Yeah, I you would take Jake's side and I would be alone, one against two. It's cool that it went that way. I appreciate that. Yeah, listeners, let me know if I'm a heartless monster. I will uh, amend my ways. I really can't tell now. Tweet at Nagin, hashtag heartless monster. Uh, okay, Nagin, one last time. Um, your podcast, how could people listen to it? And Oh, my gosh. Deal? You can subscribe to Fake the Nation wherever you find your podcast. It's such a fun time. We've had such a, we've had such a wonderful run at uh, HeadGum, and, and the, the hits keep on coming every week uh, with a new yeah. episode on Thursdays. Hell yes. Uh, Fake the Nation. Check it out. I'm on an episode. That's how fucking good it is. Can you imagine yeah, me on a that podcast? Good. That good. Uh, but you should listen to uh, the newer oh, episodes. I know, you know, too, but we have uh, one of my up- upcoming guests that I think is so exciting is Bob the Drag Queen. So definitely uh, listen so you can see, uh, hear that episode. Oh, Damn. all right. Check that one out for sure. Um, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. And I really hope that I... Um, that I've like somehow retained my humanity, although I'm I'm not sure if I have. You you did great. <laughs> Don't let us drag you to hell. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you have any your own questions or theme song submissions, the uh, email address for all of that is if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening theme song was that Phoebe Bridgers parody. Um, I don't know if I said this, but uh, he that guy has a new song, Dopamine, which can be found under the name Fully Involved on all streaming places. Or cool. you can follow on Instagram or TikTok at Fully Involved Mark to see that and aforementioned Phoebe costume. Oh, he dressed up as Phoebe Bridgers for Halloween. That's cool. Wow. Very cool. cool. Okay. I didn't read any of that stuff. So let's play the song again because I messed up at the top. Let's... Give one last shout out to Mark Berman, who dressed up as Phoebe Bridgers uh, and has a new song, Dopamine, which can be found under that name, Fully Involved, on all streaming places. Um, All right, let's play that one more time. The If I Were You Kyoto Phoebe Bridgers parody. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. Day off over head gums, hip mom gonna come over and listen to this podcast. It's called If I Were You, these Jews, they will give you some solutions that will last. Jake gets the golden, it's a foregone conclusion. Born for it 500 times. The chip monkey will complain that I wrote this in the theme song, and for that the turd.
Cause it broke up the flow Of the podcast show was a HeadGum original. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool! ...or attending one live... Goal! ...you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.